Welcome to the Gritty Nurse Podcast, the Halloween edition. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. You can follow the Gritty Nurses on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to be a Patreon member to show your support and shop at Gritty Nurse Apparel for your nursing fashion needs. Now... Let me take you to a place so horrifying. You will be terrified for shifts to come, and you will think twice about closing your eyes on nights. This episode we call, Welcome to Hell Hospital. So our topic for this week is around Halloween, because we know that's coming up, and we are going to talk about ghost stories. Yes, I am so excited. So for anybody who knows me, um, or knows anything about me, I love horror movies. I love scary everything. I am like the person that goes out to Spirit Halloween and Party City like twice a week during Halloween, <laughs> during like the month of October, just because I love to like go in, step on all the props. So you know what I'm talking about, right? You know how they have like the various scary props that they set around. So it's like yeah, a, yeah, maybe yeah, a like yeah. creepy laughing clown or, <laughs> or like a jumping spider. Um, yeah. So I was actually at um I was at party, not party city, sorry. I was at Spirit Halloween today and I got my kid's costume. So my son got an inflatable dinosaur. And honest to God, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen because he runs around this huge dinosaur suit. It's great. Anyways. Is it one of um, those things that has like a motor that pumps air to fill it up? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, awesome. <laughs> but it is so, because he's so small and the, the suit's really big. It's just the funniest thing I've ever seen. My, my daughter wanted to be Rainbow Dash and my son, of course, my other son, Spider-Man. So he's Miles Morales. But I think we have l- literally like seven Spider-Man <laughs> costumes for him. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but so I don't diverge too much. Like I said, I love all things scary. Give me anything scary and I'm just like, I'm dying for it. So um, maybe what we should do before we get into these scary haunted hospital stories is maybe we can kind of tell a little bit of scary stories or or maybe even just asking like, so Sarah, do you believe in ghosts? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, um, <laughs> I do. It's I mean, like, I haven't had a face-to-face encounter with ghosts, but I do believe in them. And the reason I say that is because, of course, when I used to work on the unit and, of course, when it was nights, there were different places that people slept. So we've talked about this a little bit in our night shift episode um, about the dynamics on nights and people going on break and where they sleep. And on this one unit I used to work on, it was the postpartum unit, we had a classroom that we used during the day for teaching. But at night, of course, it was for sleeping for, um, you know, probably two people at a time sort of thing. And um, there was a lot of tables and there was mats because it also doubled as a room for teaching prenatal classes during the day. And it was also super, super cold at night. So it was like, I guess it was like an older building to begin with. And there was always weird drafts and like, during the winter, sometimes cold air would blow through from the ceiling vent, which didn't make any sense. But a lot of people that would go to sleep in there would come back saying that they felt like there was weird noises or that they heard like people whispering when there was no one there, like they'd be sleeping by themselves. Or Yikes. that they would just feel like they'd be walking either to or from the room and they would just feel something over their shoulder but they would look and nothing would be there. And um, I slept there one night and I kind of felt the same. And I'm not saying I came face to face with anything, but I felt like 
I was super freaked out because I felt like somebody was there even though I was by myself. You know that feeling where you think somebody's looking at you but you can't see where they are. I kind of felt like yeah, I was being watched no. but I couldn't I couldn't see where this being was. And I started to get so freaked out that I left after an hour to find somewhere else to sleep. And right, right, like right. I left all my stuff there. I didn't I didn't even want to bring anything. I'm like, I'm going. I just need to get out of here. And I don't know if anybody's going to believe me, but I feel really creeped out. Like there's some sort of aura or presence in the room. And there were these weird drafts that couldn't be explained by, um, I guess, like the air vents. So I, I think that was my... My one kind of ghost story, not um, oh. not super exciting, but yeah, that's that's my ghost story. And I have to say though, um, it used to be a postpartum unit, but supposedly before that, I think it was a palliative care or oncology unit where there were a lot of people that passed away. So I think that makes sense. Oh dear, yeah, Ooh, that is kind of creepy. <laughs> so actually, before I get into my story, I kind of wanted to talk about like you know, whether I believe in ghosts or spirits or any of these things. And I'll be honest. So I am a little bit of a skeptic and this is actually quite surprising after some of the experiences I've had. So with me saying that I'm a skeptic, I'm going to also put in the whole, um, I'm raised as a West Indian woman. So what, what I mean by that is they talk about things called like ghosts, duppies, voodoo, all that kind of crazy stuff. Right. So, Although I'm still skeptical, I've actually had some experiences that probably maybe would lean to believing in more um, supernatural and scary types of things. But I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to rationalize it, right? Use my rational brain and be like, "Oh, th- this can't be happening," or whatever the case may be. But who yeah. knows, right? Like, I, I like for example, if someone was like, "Hey, Amy, do you want to play with a Ouija board?" I'd be like, "No. <laughs> Why would I want to do that?" It's like those things make me uncomfortable, but but. I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow, so before I get into my scary hospital story, I'll tell you guys um, about my first very um, scary supernatural type of um, experience. So does everybody have uh, their lights off now? I don't have my lights off, but I am by myself okay, in my I was just basement. Waiting for our listeners. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so I actually um, lived, I guess I'll, I'll change obviously the names of people or whatever and where I lived. So I lived um, at this house, um, not where I am now, obviously when I was um, much younger. So probably when I was, hmm, let's say I was maybe around six or seven when we first moved to this um, particular home. And it was, I actually, it was, it was one of the homes that I've lived in for pretty much most of my life before we moved to another home when I was like in my later teens. But, um, essentially this house was, it was a corner lot. Um, we had a huge maple tree. Um, it was one of the bigger houses on our particular street. Um, but just, I don't know, like a lot of family members who came there used to say that like they got weird vibes coming to our, our house. Anywho. My parents had actually rented out our basement and we used to have um, tenants that would live in our basement. So we actually had um, one of my mom's good family friends come in. I guess it was her, her two sons and uh, her daughter that came to live with us. And let's call this lady, uh, because I don't want to say what her name was. um, Let's call her Anna. So Anna had been living with us probably for the latter of like eight years or so. And she came down... um, with an illness yeah she lived well she was like my mom's friend right so she came down with this illness and essentially um 
we were actually away in Jamaica at the time. And uh, we got the call from, uh, I believe it was one of her sons that called us while we were in Jamaica and was just like, hey, you know, my mom's really sick. Um, I don't know if you guys can come back. She, I think she had cancer. And they're like, oh, I don't know if you can come back. You know, we're really concerned about her. Um, but we just want to give you guys a heads up. And they're like, okay, you know, thanks for letting us know. We'll we'll be back. And I guess my mom was like, no, we're not going to cancel our vacation. We're gonna, we were gonna, I think we were going to be back within like two days. Okay. okay. So, so essentially we get back to Canada and um, his mom is like, I guess, still in the hospital. And we're, and um, I think my mom took a phone call from her. Let's, let's say it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And um, she said she spoke with her. She sounded well and optimistic or whatever. We did get off the phone. My mom did get off with the phone, get off the phone with her. And then we got a call maybe another like five, 10 minutes later. And it was her son saying that she had passed away. And what? We were like, oh, like yeah, right. Like you so just my spoke mom to was, her though. Yeah. So my mom was like, oh, I just spoke to her, and the son was like, there's no way possible that you spoke to her because she died at like two fifty. So right there, that was like the first what the f moment, because it was like my mom spoke to her. Let let's say let's say it was like my mom spoke to her at three o'clock. And she died like 15, 20 minutes before. And, and the son's like, no, that couldn't have happened. So first kind of like, right. oh crap moment, right? So that was kind of the first of the very more strange things to come. So she did pass on and um, I was actually too young. So I don't actually, I don't, I didn't actually go to the funeral, but um, there were certain things, let's say Anna used to do when um she lived with us because she lived with us for so long she would like you know she'd come up into her home whatever and um she was always very quiet so one of the things that she used to do all the time is so let's say i'm trying to kind of describe my house so if you had come in through the front door and kind of around the corner there was the basement door and then further down would have been like our living room dining room okay Sorry, so our family like room. like a so different I would, level right well, she was in the basement, but I'm, I'm trying to kind of position where this door would have been. So essentially the door would have been kind of, I guess, on the lateral aspect of off of the family room. So one of the things that she used to do is like I'd come in from school, I'd drop all my crap off and I would go, of course, straight to the family room and turn on the TV. And because she was really quiet, one of, she would kind of come upstairs and she would stand like outside of the family room right by the basement door and she'd be kind of like you know looking and whatever i turn around like damn like, did you so ever like, get freaked out because so even as you're saying this i'm getting freaked out like just someone standing there and you don't realize they're there because well, they're no so quiet. it's just i think it's just because she's just a, she was just a really quiet I'm like oh my god i turn around i'm like hey what are you doing there and she's like oh you know i just heard you come up and i just was gonna say hi and i was i didn't mean to startle you and i was like oh okay but she would do that like more than once and or she'd come up and you know the door would be open or whatever and I would creep downstairs and she's cooking some fried chicken or whatever I'm like yeah this is great so let's say it was maybe now like a week or two after the funeral um I remember my mom actually used to work um she had like a double job so she worked days and then sometimes she'd work nights and my dad had his own business so, um, of course, I was always the first to come home because my brother and my sister were much older than me. So, you know, they had ex extracurricular or whatever. So I'd say probably I was in maybe I think it was actually grade seven or grade eight. And I remember um, same kind of routine. I came in, dropped my bag off, 
went into the living room, turned on the TV. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching it. And I had that feeling, you know, that feeling like someone is like standing like right behind you. So I like, right. turned around yeah. and there was nobody there, like, like nobody. And I was just like, okay. So I put the TV back on and I was just like, okay, I'll just keep watching the TV. And, um, I started to have that feeling again, like that somebody was there and I was just like, okay. So I turn around again, nobody's there. And I'm just like, okay, like I just need to like, you know, I'm just going to get up, go to the kitchen and get something to eat. So I go to turn off the TV and I hear a creak and I'm like, I turn around and now the basement door is ajar. I fucking grab my backpack and I bolted this shit right down (laughs) to my friend's house. Ah. My friend lived like, my friend must have lived probably like seven or eight houses down and I bolted. I left the door open. Everything just (laughs) ran straight out of the house. Called my mom and I'm like, I am sorry, but I cannot go and stay there. Like she is there. So I know this is crazy. So like my mom and dad and like sister and brother actually started having phenomena, like seeing things, hearing things, whispering, all sorts of crazy stuff. So this when is you really say seeing things, what do you mean? Like what what kind of things would they see? Like shadows. Like I wouldn't like this this and I'm kind of getting to it. So like just seeing crazy stuff, like shadows, hearing things that weren't there, all that kind of stuff. And then like it just never really stopped from there. So the next instance is I actually had um, my grandma sleeping over. So I try to picture it this way. So our, like I had a, a bedroom that had two beds in it and my grandma would have slept on one side. Okay. okay. Um, and then like down the hallway. So there would, like I would have to pass my brother's room, pass my mom's room to get to the bathroom. Cause we, I guess this is back in the days where they had like really like just one main bathroom, like a three bedroom house. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So one day, um, it was that night sleeping and um, I saw my grandma getting up and I was like, oh good, she's going to the bathroom. I need to pee too. And uh, she got outside of the room and left the door kind of ajar. And um, I saw her kind of walking down and I was like, okay, I'll just wait till she, you know, she flicks the light on and I'll, I'll go. So I saw the light go on and I'm like, all right, it's time. It's go time, right? So I kind of jumped up, got out of my bed and I went to the bathroom and nobody was in the bathroom. I was like, but you heard it clear as day. Like you expected to no, like, be there. Absolutely. And I clearly saw her like leave the room or hmm. I saw something leave the room to go to the bathroom. So now I'm standing in the bathroom with the light on dark hallway. I'm just like, okay, nobody's in here. So like do my thing, go back to my room and I turn on the light and she's laying there. And I was like, no, I can't, like I can't handle this anymore. I'm like, I can't handle any more of this. So actually what ended up happening, I know this is like super crazy. My mom actually had this other friend and uh, I'm trying to, I'm going to blank out her name. Her name was, let's say it was Bernice or whatever. And Bernice came into her home and was like, you guys have a presence here and it's not who you think it is so that was like the other part that I was like what is happening like what do you mean it's not who we think it is right yeah so she went down to the basement and like it was crazy like I will remember it to this day this lady like she had I guess it would have been like um like I guess like smudging but maybe not because she had like I don't know like she was cleansing the house so she had like it was some type of like essence oil and like 
this thing that she was burning and she was like throwing salt around it was fucking right out of like supernatural it was like super super scary but after that nothing so who was this like, friend of nothing. your mom's like was she did she do that for other people or was just this something she did for you i i i don't know like oh, remember because you were really like, young, young okay, right yeah. Yeah. And I just, well, like I would have been like, what, I guess 12 or 13, but I just like, I remember it very clearly because it was such a weird time in our life. And I just remember her coming in and was like, oh yeah, there's something here. We got to deal with it. And I'm just like, what is happening? So maybe this is what kind of has led me to, you know, be a little bit like, like, I, I think I want to know about it, but I don't want to know about it. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. And, and the fact Those that you had all of these things happen, like, they couldn't have just all been coincidences. And I know you and I are not those kind of woo people that <laughs> are, you know, into seances or, I don't know, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it's really interesting that you had this history, like, of this woman that used to live with you and she just, like... Yeah, it was, like, super to, bizarre. And I don't know what your mom's friend Bernice meant by it's not who you think it is. So was she saying it wasn't... Well, I think she was alluding friend? to... I think that's what she was alluding to that this that this spirit or that this thing that had we had encountered or been feeling in our home wasn't the person that we thought it was so it wasn't essentially it wasn't anna it was someone mm -hmm. else so like whether we let something else in because maybe we believed it was her or whatever i don't know i i'm just like i don't know did your parents like, ever say who had the house before you like maybe it was someone previous to you I have no idea. Like I think oh. I like I think if you asked anybody who knows me and knows about that house, they would tell you all the same thing that that place was like definitely haunted. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, crazy. Actually, but, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. No, I are you done your story cuz I just thought of something else. I thought of a story. No, 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 you oh. can you can st go with your story. Like mm -hmm. I'll jump into my hospital story. After okay, this. But no, yeah, I just go ahead. thought of something as you were talking, and I don't, I can't believe I forgot about this until now. So, when I was in university, I lived off campus. I lived in a house that actually had eight bedrooms, so there were eight people. But around Halloween, I guess like, I guess it would have been the weekend maybe before Halloween. Everybody was just out of the house for whatever reason, and it was nighttime and I was studying for an exam and um, I lived in the attic. So there was like two of us. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there was two of us in the attic and then there was this weird sort of crawl space that connected both of the rooms. I don't know if you remember or if you've been in an old house where it's sort of like this door that you kind of push out and you take yeah, the I know what door you're out. Yeah, about. so so there was like this weird sort of crawl space that connected the two rooms that were in the attic. And nothing's there except that I maybe shoved some clothes that didn't fit in my closet. But I remember being completely alone in the house, studying for an exam, and I kept hearing these like weird scratching sounds that appeared to be coming from this crawl space, and I was freaked out. So I think I, at one point, I took a flashlight and I like looked in there and I didn't see anything. And then it was this weird knocking sound that started on one side of my room, like from behind the wall, and it kept moving, like as though it was somebody like walking and knocking on the wall from the other side. And so then I was like really freaked out and I was like, I'm gonna knock back. So I knocked back and then the person like knocked, like right where I am, um, had knocked the wall. So then I started getting really freaked out. And then I also <laughs> ran out of the house and I went down the street to the corner store. 
Um, Did you not see that movie where like you hear the knocking noises? You never like try to like knock back to see like you never. You're just like no. <laughs> I think in university I had just finished watching a movie in the theater and it was like something always really bad happened at 4am or something so I was really freaked out that night and I was glad that people you know started coming back I think people had gone out to the bar and they were coming back so like 4am in this movie that I can't remember was like the hour that something bad always happened and I was like I can't like I just can't have this happen right now but well, I wasn't I wasn't well, able like, to like go cuddle crazy. up with one of my roommates either because that would have been weird. <laughs> But yeah. Well, I think they say like in most like horror movies and stuff that like three o'clock is Only like the witching hour or, yeah. or the demon hour or whatever. Like three, three, three. It's like six, six, six or whatever. So, like, I don't know. I just I always get creeped out if it's like I look at my phone. And I'm like, oh god, it's three o'clock. I need to go back to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, that, I think that's what they say in like like mythical horror uh, horror lore that three o'clock is the 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 time where i guess um the barriers between the worlds are at the thinnest so um it's definitely like the scariest time of the i always felt like working night shift 3 to 4 a.m was always the hardest time for me to yeah i I could never get past that time i was just just like if i wasn't on first break then i was like toast i had to i had to be i'd had to either be like I go on first break and then they're waking me up three or I go on like like I had to do that I couldn't do um the three onwards I just I think by that time I was overtired right right but so back to hospital horror stories so this one thanks to my uh L&D crew um they scared the crap out of me so of course you know how this works it's like initiation so I was like the newest nurse on the unit at this time and I think it was actually around Halloween and we were all telling uh, various different ghost stories around the nursing station for whatever reason I think it was a a relatively um, silent night so um, yeah so we decided to kind of talk scary stuff and um so we're all kind of huddled around, you know. Um, we don't have any patients on the, the unit. So um, they were telling me about this, like, this one particular room, room 44. or four, I th- Yeah, I think it's room 44. By this the room ORs. is infamous, by the way. Even I yeah, know what this man. room. <laughs> room 44, um, right by the OR doors, was haunted. So I was kind of like, well, like, why is room 44 haunted? And they're like, well, um... Uh, I think they said it was like two years ago or whatever the case may be. They had a patient who had come in um, laboring or whatever. And she came in, I think she was like, she came in fast and heavy or whatever the case may be. And she had an amniotic embolism that essentially took her life. I don't know if they said it took the baby's life or whatever, but it, it so essentially rare. took. Yeah. Yes. It, it essentially took her life, but they were saying that it happened so quickly that there was no way that this patient would have even realized that, you know, they were dead themselves because it's just, it was just like one minute here, next minute, just absolutely gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they said ever since that, um, that particular death in that room, like one, it stunned the staff, you know, it was, it was heartbreaking to see. It was obviously such a rare, rare event. Um, but essentially they, they used to get chills 
and the heebie-jeebies kind of every time they went into room 44 and they decided to not ever put patients in there because of this particular situation it's just like the room that got the bad bad vibes Mm -hmm. and then they talked about you know um there were many nights that let's say you know there weren't there weren't any places for break to happen and nurses maybe had gone in and slept in room 44 and then they they were either woken awoken out of their sleep or they felt someone touching them or any of those kind of creepy things so they're like essentially for all intensive purposes room 44 is off like like off like no one should be going in there we don't put patients in there nothing right yeah so would and then you they look at me yeah sir go ahead would you ever sleep in that room like because you were saying it's a break room well listen to what these mfs did right <laughs> so <laughs> they're just like all right amy it's break time and i was like okay and i'm like I, I look over at you know they have, they have the like break sheet that you know they rip up and throw in the morning so like yep, yep. <laughs> no management I sheet I look over and my name is beside room 44 and I'm like are you guys kidding me and they're like no it's your turn I'm like no guys like you guys just told this story about this like that the room's haunted they're like they're like room 44 or or, or, or bust and I was like I'm, I'm so tired so does, that, does that mean you're not getting break if you don't go to this room 44 well they were just like well, you could stay out here. You could just sit in the chairs and like chill with charge. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, you know what, you guys? I'm like, you know what, you guys are a holes. I'm gonna get my my warm blanket. This stuff isn't real. I'm gonna I'm going to room 44. And they're like, all right, good luck. You know, hopefully we'll see you. And I'm just like, this is the worst. Like I was so scared. So um, of course, like I go into room 44 and like flick the light on normal hospital room a, a birthing bed and I was just like okay you know I'll I'll just sleep on the pullout couch or whatever right and uh, so you know it's like the couch that essentially you know they kind of um, they use it for like uh, like the dads or whatever right yeah yeah so I'm getting the couch all prepared and ready and I could hear them out there snickering and I'm just like whatever these 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 bitches they're making me do this or whatever I'm like whatever I'm gonna show them and um, it's like half an hour and I'm laying there and I have I have the bathroom light on because I'm I'm scared, so scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrified right I'm just like lay there and I'm I am terrified so I think I think I got in there. To be honest, I actually think I got in there at like two thirty. So I was like getting close to like the witching hour or whatever, and I was just like, I just need to close my eyes and like it'll be fine. So like I had the light on and I was like starting to drift to sleep and I had this like, it was just all of a sudden like I felt like this pressure in my chest, and then I like opened my eyes and I looked at my watch like my. Uh, sorry it wasn't my watch but I looked at my phone and it was like 5 30 in the morning and I was like what the f just happened and I jumped up and I got out they're like oh we were gonna come get you at six I'm like nope I don't even know how I slept like I don't even think I slept I think something like was trying to like put a spell on me or something like I was like I just need to like I don't even know because it was just like I like blinked and it was like I felt this like crushing sensation and then I like jumped out of my sleep and then it was like 5.30 and I was like, nope. It uh, sounds like you almost blacked out and it sounds really unnatural. Like 
usually it takes a while to fall asleep, especially when you're right. Out like well, that. I was and I was so scared, right? And they're just yeah. like, so, 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 how was it in 44? I'm like, I will never go and sleep in there again. Like, I, I know you guys are asking, and it, oh, yeah, that's the other thing. The room was so cold. Like, I know typically, anyways, those, those patient rooms can get really chilly, mm-hmm. but like, I just couldn't get warm. It was just so drafty and just so, like, so cold. It, it was just messed up. Do I think room 44 is haunted? Probably not. Do I think they messed with my mind and made me feel that way? For sure. <laughs> you know, in um, Chinese culture, also the number four means it sounds like the word for death. So the fact that it's room 44 means it's like doubly hexed, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't oh go in God. there either. Yeah, oh. like, I mean, I just think when it comes to nursing horror stories and just... I think some nurses are just awful people. <laughs> they just, they're just like, oh, we're gonna. Oh, scare maybe they're you the ghost. They're the horror story. Because well, you know what? Like, I remember seeing some seasoned nurses. They were like, no, I will never go in that room. And it might just be the fact that something really, really tragic happened there. And I think, you know, it's kind of like the grudge, right? When, when something really, really tragic happens, that maybe the spirit still lingers and still hangs out and still hangs on to, to. Um, you know their last instant or element that they might have been in and you know who knows if you know anger and aggression can make these things worse but right no right i mean i never watched the grudge but i watched the ring about three times in theaters when it came out <laughs> and each time i got more and more freaked out because i knew where all the scary parts were and the music it's just like it just makes you so on edge and then i remember jumping <laughs> up and like knocking over a, a, a cup of pop that had ice in it it was just it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, this is the thing, right? And I think this, it, it just kind of goes in, in line with, with you know, hospitals and scary stories and all these things. I think people are just, of course, just afraid of the unknown, right? Like, I think, I think whether these things exist or not, I think it's just not knowing whether these things actually can occur or do occur is what actually makes them scary. And I think that the reason why people indulge or engage in, with horror movies and horror films and all these various different imagery around haunted hospitals and haunt, like scary haunted zombie type nurses is because I think like subconsciously we're trying to explore what it would be like if we were in these type of situations, right? And knowing that it's most likely not going to occur, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's. I guess it's kind of like going on a roller coaster ride, knowing that at the end you can get off and be like, "Whew, that was that." <laughs> but it's it, it, it it's not real, right? But I I don't know. Like I think, I think um, with some of the experiences I had when I was younger and and now, like I don't know. Maybe there is an explanation for all of it, but maybe there isn't. Like I don't know. Yeah, and I think even just. I think a prerequisite, right, is that it has to be at night. It has to. And usually you're alone in some way and there's just a lot of things that can't be explained, like, more than normal. So I guess in the case of, you know, you explained about your mom's friend, right? If that one thing had happened, like just that phone call, it wouldn't have been as bad as if the phone call happened and the fact that you were freaked out by the closing door and then, like, all these other things just kept happening, right? So I think that's well, oh, yeah. that's the other thing. It's like a series of events that keep happening. Well, see, now that's the other funny thing that you mentioned. So um, 
another part that I kind of forgot about with the story, but you just had kind of brought it up to my mind was the fact that my aunt actually had this like little dog, a little black dog named Lady. And one of the things that they say about like paranormal and stuff is that like animals can sense when other things are there. And I remember uh, like my aunt had come over and it was several weeks after, uh, let's say her name was Anna, Anna had died. And we were all talking in the family room and the dog started barking. So we thought someone was at the front door or whatever. So we're like, shut up, lady, stop barking. Yappy little mutt barking, barking, barking. And we go and the, the door is open to the basement and she's just like hackles up barking, like going forward, going back, and like at the basement door. And we're just like, what the hell? And just was like, like foaming at the mouth, barking at this basement door. And it was just like crazy, like right. really, really just getting into it. I didn't realize that foaming in the mouth is part of it too. <laughs> well, I was just like, all right, let, let's, let's go inside now. But yeah, like um, that house, it just uh, so many crazy things had happened there. But I mean, you know, maybe I'm just more sensitive to it. And it's just from those experiences that you know like now as i'm older that i'm kind of trying to rationalize it a little bit more but who knows maybe there was really something to it because i do remember that after this lady came and did all her um, her whatever homeopathic exorcisms voodoo. that the, the <laughs> yeah voodoo that the um the instances stopped right and um but yeah super creepy and i think when it comes to the hospital setting and we know that people die and pass away there all the time there's always that underlying like sense of you know disturbance like i remember another thing that um someone told me when i was becoming uh, like when i was getting into nursing was not to sleep on the hospital beds and i was like why like there was many times where you know i was on break and i was like mm, i'm gonna sleep on this bed especially like the postpartum ones because they were super comfy and uh, they're like, you should never sleep on a hospital bed. You don't know who's died on it. And I was like, oh, you know, that that actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I was just like, oh. because, you know, I was thinking as you were saying, like on postpartum, the bed could have come from anywhere. Right. But in labor and delivery, yes. special beds that break down for when women are actually pushing and delivering. So those beds would just stay on those um, in that unit. But you're right. Any bed in the hospital could technically have been from anywhere. You don't know unless mm -hmm. you work in a super super small hospital and i don't know yep that's what and i was told there i'd never sleep on a hospital bed you never know who's died on it Damn. and the other thing that the other thing the person told me is like the other reason you don't want to sleep on a hospital bed is you don't want to take anybody home with you and i was just like oh oh shit i was like i don't want to take anybody home i don't want anybody to follow me home so there you have it nursing students new grads anybody who's listening who has to sleep on an on on their shift do not sleep on the hospital mattresses and i think no just matter how many cabbie wipes you use <laughs> just want to wrap up this episode <laughs> by talking about our favorite horror movie so amy what is your favorite horror movie oh that is narrow such a tough question to narrow it down oh my god what is my favorite horror movie well, what's the last one you watched? Maybe maybe we could talk about that because um, that's probably one that you like. The last one, I it's, it's so funny. It's like top of mind, right? The last a horror movie I watched was actually on Shudder. So I don't know if anybody knows what Shudder is. It's like a subscription. So I have a, 
I have a horror movie subscription. Do you really? I do. (laughs) It was called The Mortuary Collection. And essentially this um, movie was about... um, So I guess this guy owns a mortuary. And it's about storytelling. So um, at the beginning he's doing a funeral for a young lad. Um, and people are leaving and then a passerby comes into the mortuary and asks um, I guess this funeral home director to tell her five scary stories Um, I thought it was amazing (laughs) I was just like this is up my alley and the five stories were absolutely horrifying and then the end had a pretty good twist and i enjoyed it so okay well, if you, you have shutter please like i mean of course it's a paid subscription but if you can get it the mortuary collection is a really really good movie but now if i if i if i have to say and i have to dig into the classics i will um best horror movie probably one of the scariest horror movies i've seen is the exorcist it is to this day one of the movies that if it comes on the tv i will watch it but i will not sleep with the lights off that movie does not get old i know it's quite a long time ago it was made but it's just like one of those iconic movies that will always be there yeah like Um, i think yeah i think for me that one like any movies like that so like i think the next closest one for me would be the very first paranormal activity because i think all the other ones kind of get kind of ridiculous at the end but i think the whole mantra or the whole idea of not dealing with something human dealing with something that's demonic and really not having that power to be able to change your outcome because now you are dealing with um the supernatural in that aspect is absolutely horrifying so Mm -hmm. definitely the exorcist uh i think for me is one of the scariest movies i've ever seen well, one of my favorite scary movies, and this is going to date me a little bit, is um, Final Destination. I don't know if you <laughs> saw it. It's not dating you. Sure it is. It came out like 20 You're years so ago. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> okay, so The Exorcist is, predates me. I definitely wasn't uh, around when um, The Exorcist came out. But yeah, tell me a little bit about why your why final destination is your favorite scary well movie. i think it's my favorite because it's not there's no actual killer right it's just about death itself and when it is it your turn to die and it's just like i don't want to give away the plot but it's just people cheating death essentially so that's the first reason i like it number two was because i think it was devin sawa isn't he the main character oh yeah i had a <laughs> oh huge God. crush on him and he was in that movie <laughs> I think everyone had a crush on him, yeah. That's I don't know so what happened to him, but anyway, that was the second reason I liked it. And it was like, I think it ended up being three movies. Like, there was Final Destination 1, and then 2, and then 3, and I watched all of them. I feel and like there's more. I could be wrong, be but like... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like there's see. more, but maybe. But then so my other favorite, and it's not really a horror movie but it's more like a tv series is x-files and i know again this is making this sound super old but i used to watch it when i was really young before there were all these warnings about when you should and shouldn't watch stuff (laughs) and my parents didn't really pay much attention to that anyway so i remember sitting like frozen on my couch watching x-files i was probably like nine like really young and then i remember being so scared that i i was afraid that something was hiding under my couch and i didn't even want to get up after the show was ended i'd just be sitting there afterwards this is the creepiest show ever how do people come up with this 
and I mean, because they talk about so many unknowns in that, right? It's mainly about like the um, well, UFOs and aliens and all kinds of weird stuff, um, spontaneous combustion, and like all kinds of weird things that I don't even know how people come up with. Right, right. No, man. I remember watching a couple episodes of the X Files and being like, "This is some scary ass stuff." (laughs) Like it was just like, I can't handle this. But yeah, like I don't know. I just for me, I don't know. I just like Halloween, October is just like my favorite time of the year. I love all the scary stuff. Like I do my Halloween countdown. So we um we do our like fifteen movies to Halloween. So fifteen. We'll is it always the same yeah. fifteen? No, sometimes I switch it up. One that always gets in there. Is, so like of course the Exodus always gets in there. But the other one that always gets in there is um Sleepy Hollow. Cause I don't know. I just really enjoy that one too. So I like that one too. And actually today I watched uh, Hocus Pocus. So it's not really okay. a scary movie, but it's a Halloween movie. I watched The Haunted Mansion today with the kids. And I think it creeped them out a little bit, but it's Disney. So <laughs> I was kind of like, hey guys, come on. Like, well, you can't go wrong with Disney. Yeah, well, they they're probably a little creeped out, but I mean... It is what it is. <laughs> like, man up kids, mom likes horror <laughs> movies. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, so this would be our part one series of scary stories at hospitals. I'm sure we'll have some more next week. And again, um, don't sleep on hospital beds and uh, check underneath your bed before you go to bed tonight. Close your closets. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks. So just remember, we have our Gritty Nurse apparel line. You can find us at www.grittynurse.com. Please join the conversation, make a statement, and subscribe and go to our website. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or any other podcast listening platform, be sure to hit subscribe so you can get updates to when we release episodes. Also, be sure to rate and review us. You can also find us on Patreon. We are at Patreon at The Gritty Nurse Podcast. Um, we just wanted to let you know that any donation you make, however big or small, is going towards um, supporting our monthly podcast costs, which include um, podcast hosting, our website, audio equipment that we use, and also the time and energy it takes us to research and put out good quality episodes for you guys. Thanks.